What would it take to arouse your life, to experience more connection, more pleasure, more realness in and outside of the bedroom? I'm August McLaughlin, and this is Girl Boner Radio. Dildo, an object shaped like an erect penis used for sexual stimulation, or slang for a stupid or ridiculous person. If I ever call you a dildo, FYI, I mean it as a compliment. It probably means you're like really awesome and versatile and invite a lot of pleasure because dildos are, in fact, awesome. And they've literally been around for centuries. Archaeologists during the Victorian era discovered stones carved into penis shapes. And similar-shaped objects made of leather and wood, they were called olisbos, were found in ancient Greece. There's even this play from 3rd century BC about a woman who wants to borrow her friend's olisbo, and she's devastated when she learns it's been loaned to another friend. Don't you hate it when that happens? Today we're going to celebrate dildos and more with Jen Stein, the founder and head dictator of Adult Arts and Crafts. She creates one-of-a-kind art featuring dildos. If you're looking for a dildo to play with, please check out today's product sponsor, The Pleasure Chest. All September long, they are featuring a few of their favorite classic toys and those that continue to inspire a long legacy of pleasure. Shop at thepleasurechest.com or at a store in L.A., Chicago, or New York. For special discounts and more Girl Boner extras by email about once a month, Sign up at augustmclaughlin.com or girlboner.org. Jen, thank you for joining me today. Hey, how are you? I'm excited. This oh. is an awesome topic, and I've been looking at your art on Etsy, your artworks. They're, they just make me smile. They're so fun and vibrant. I'm curious, did you have a sex-positive upbringing? Like, were you, were you pretty in a, like an open-minded sexuality type atmosphere um two things one i just want to start and love that you called me a dictator but it's also actually a decorator but like i <laughs> like the fact that i'm commanding all the dildos like that's amazing that's so funny thank you for <laughs> correct or no. my typo blindness one of the two <laughs> i was just laughing but um yeah i mean i kind of grew up in a very suburban like stereotypical town where it wasn't like super encouraged but it also wasn't forbidden it was just pretty average I would say and you moved to Los Angeles before you started decorating right yeah so I went to college at University of Michigan and then I've been out here since 2014 and were you already an artist um no and it's I I've always done arts and crafts and like you know camp counselor like good at tie-dye um but being an artist, no, has never yeah. been my thing. <laughs> so tell us about the inspiration for these artworks. What was the the first kind of idea? Yeah, so there's kind of a whole bunch of factors. I feel like, you know, inspiration from one thing is kind of a compilation of how you perceive, like, all your experiences and just how your thoughts change, you know. Um, and I was in, like, Santi Alley with one of my friends, and they had those like um, Beauty and the Beast glass jars. And she was like, yo, someone I know put a dildo in one of those once. Uh, and I was just like, oh, my God, what if I made like a dildo 
terrarium type thing. Um, so the I made a mushroom one like a while back and it was really dope. Um, and, you know, people loved it. Dildos are actually pretty expensive. Uh, so kind of put it on pause and then came upon a box of dildos that were, you know, super you got the extra large one, you got the double one. And then I was like, oh, my God, so many ideas. And then they kept coming from there. And, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of dick puns out there. There's a lot of things. And kind of like I have this growing list on my phone where, like, I'll see something and I'm like, oh, that's that's good dildo art. <laughs> that's awesome. It's like a whole new lens for you. Yeah. So were you really into dildos or – was it more like you were into penises or it just sort of like had more to do with sex positivity? Um, I mean, I love dick. Like, you know, that's definitely something in my life that, um, you know, I wouldn't say I enjoy all the ones I encounter, but uh, I try. And um, I think that was another part of it where it's like, every, you know, dating in L.A. is weird. Um and someone was like, well, what are you looking for in a dick? And it was like, oh, well, let me manifest these dream dicks, which are literally like dream houses and, you know, not that realistic of what you would find on a guy. But um, just kind of funny. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a favorite piece that you've made? I saw there's one covered in it's like a disco ball. The disco stick. Yeah. Yeah. That one stood out to me. I love that one. Everything sounds like a pun. That stands out to me or these ideas come at you. Like everything makes you picture. <laughs> no, literally. Penis. It's like you say stuff and then you're like, oh my God. And everyone that'll text me, like people will text me the most random things that like would never make sense. You know, like a street name. And they'll be like, hey, I'm on the street. You could make it a dildo. And it's like, what relevance is that? But like, that's really cute. Um, <laughs> And, yeah, I think, like, a big part of it, too, is just, like, changing the conversation around people being able to talk about sex openly um, because even though you should be able to, right, uh, it's definitely something that people will criticize or talk about you differently or change the way they respect you. Um, and it's actually funny because, you know, I've definitely said some inappropriate things in my past, and I don't really think they're inappropriate because I think they're real. Um, and people that have made comments about that, all of a sudden, when it's art, it's genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so interesting to me how if something is is considered art, you're allowed to put a penis or a nipple. I mean, if you go to like a fine art museum, there's yeah. tons of nudity. But if you try to, as in my experience, if you do something in sex education or you have like, you know, there's a, a book out right now called The Vagina Bible, and it's written by a gynecologist. And on Twitter, they couldn't advertise. They couldn't use the word vagina. Like literally couldn't use yeah, that word. It's crazy. It's so One of my wild. friends, uh, they have a podcast and anything male, like sexual related, they can tag and anything female, they mm -hmm. can't. Um, yep. And it's crazy. So on Instagram, I made like a fake private account um, and put up this like very artsy photo. But like my nipples were showing and it was a completely private account. I just wanted to do a little social experiment. Immediately gets flagged, doesn't even go up. I Photoshop off my nipples and I put them on a male and... It's still up. Wow. I feel that so much. When I first started work with Girl Boner, 
I trademarked the term. Yeah. And first it got rejected because of being quote unquote vulgar. And I applied myself because I didn't have the funds for a lawyer at the time. And I you know, didn't have the resources to figure this out. So I asked a lawyer friend of mine, like, is there something I can do? And he said, well, why don't you look up other trademarks that have gone through? Because you can see the history of them. And as it turned out, there are pages and pages of basically anything sexual that is geared towards men that goes through with no problem. It was so interesting, but it also proved the point to me, right? Like, that is why this kind of work is necessary, but it's hard to work around those things. Yeah, definitely. And I think... um I'm lucky in the fact that, you know, social media is a little bit more lenient when it's art. Um, And I don't necessarily think that's how it should be. Um, But all of these are not telling anyone how to have sex. They're not telling anyone that they have to have sex. It's more just like, yo, here's a dick. It's normal. You can look at it. It's not taboo. Like, it's beautiful. Put it in your house. You know, if I walked into an office and everyone had a piece of decor on their desk, like that would be fucking awesome. I have a funny story about this. I got a uh, glass dildo from a company as like to to review it. Yeah. And it's really beautiful. It's have you done anything with a glass dildo as far as your art goes? Um, So I did use a glass butt plug on the fuck Trump one. Okay. Um. The glass ones are just harder to work with. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They don't Um, bend. They're not malleable. Well, yeah. And actually, it took me a long time to figure out because obviously they're made of material where you don't want stuff getting in them. So, like, glue doesn't stick. You have to actually, like, pin stuff in. Um, And, yeah, the glass also just with mailing it. Although I put them in glass domes, so I probably should play with it more. I just yeah. haven't gotten there yet. I think there's a very, like, wide world to explore. Oh, I'm sure there is. Yeah, it's interesting because some of the things that make them safer are being non-porous, right? Yeah. Uh, when you're using them internally. But I have – so the one I have is clear, and it has, like, this blue swirl of paint around it. So it's so pretty. Yeah. And I had it kind of on display in my bedroom, just, like, standing up, and it just looked pretty to me. And someone came to the house to work on the house and was in the bedroom and had to go in and out. And I'm just so used to it being there. And he came out of the bedroom and just had this sort of look on his face. And I just thought, oh, my gosh, I wonder if that was like a they were weirded out that I had this like glass penis just standing there. Uh, Well, one time I did chase a guy out of my house, like a giant 14 inch dildo. Like I was like, can you call your Uber any faster? And just like came over behind it just because I thought it'd be really funny. (laughs) But yeah, I have I'll show you photos. My I have a giant case of all the dildos but one time my apartment like one of my friends was coming over and I had like one of the pieces of art in my hand was taking a picture and uh she had buzzed up or I thought it was her and so I went to the door I was like it's open my dog was barking so I walked over and I have this like huge dildo in my hand um and it was the the glass ceiling one so like it was pretty crazy and it's an Amazon lady and she just looked at me and was like I was like, it's an art project. (laughs) That's awesome. I was like, I hope I didn't make her uncomfortable. And it sucks that I have to think about the fact that it makes people uncomfortable. But that's kind of what I want to change around this is like, you know, you're presented with so many sexual images and so many things that are not positive. And this has no connotation besides like being funny and, you know, I think they're aesthetically pleasing. Um... And so it's kind of like 
I feel like people need to get used to sexuality in general and like it needs to be something that's not just you, it that has to imply something like why can't it just exist like you have blonde hair and I have red hair and right. someone had sex last night and someone hasn't had sex in three months because it's such a normal this. natural thing exactly yeah. like we were all created from a dick like literally obviously science you know maybe some of us aren't anymore but maybe it was insemination but still yeah. there was some sort of yeah. sexuality thing that happened yeah right there there had to be um the, the act had to happen somehow right yeah it's really fascinating because cultures that don't have so much stigma around sexuality they don't become these sex crazed really sick people and that's the fear in our culture is that yeah. if you teach people and you let them be free and it's interesting too to me that if you go into a fine art museum a lot of times it's only images of people with vulvas and breasts and like it's very quote unquote like the classic female body yeah and no one ever points out that that was objectifying that you know what I mean like it was yeah. only women well and that's like, why like, aren't we looking at the yeah dicks and, the and penises? that's like another thing too is like I uh you know on the internet I'll get like DMs from promoters that are like, come to the club, like you and all your ladies for free, like, we'll give you a bottle. And, you know, I think that bottle service culture really objectifies women because even though they're bringing you into for free, what your benefit is, is that you're getting free drinks, which could put you in a bad position. Um, and then those promoters are getting paid for the girls that they bring in. And then the guys are paying to go to the club to meet girls. You're an so, like. Yeah, and that's literally objectifying females. And I was talking to this one guy, and he's like, well, I wish there was a club that objectified men like this. And I'm like, oh, you're talking to the wrong person because, like, that there also was a discussion of, like, doing a replica of every guy I slept with and, like, putting them on a shelf and putting them in my closet. You know what I mean? Like, literal boy toys. And there is definitely an objectification on this. Um, but it's not in, like, a mean way. You know what right, I mean? Right, I have, right. like, great casual sexual relationships where it's like yo that's what our relationship is for and it's nothing else because you know I think the one thing it's like people just need to be honest especially like in your 20s everyone is like trying to figure out their life trying to figure out their career and like there's always so much drama when there doesn't need to be so it's like all right we both want to have sex we can do that together. We can mm -hmm. do everything else separate for now, you know? Completely. Yeah, yeah. And your work doesn't look objectifying to me. It's I love that it's it features all different colors of dildos, yeah. all different sizes and all different shapes, which alone is a really important message. Yeah. Because there's so much. I think, again, it's like you said, women being objectified is this huge, huge problem. Yeah. But that also sets up so much trouble for guys. Um, if you are taught that you have to pay for women all the time and and that they are there for free and you have to pay to get it, it sets up that weird game playing stuff. Yeah, and I really fuck myself over because I'm like, fuck that shit. Opposite. I'm going to pay for everything. I'm not going to let you do anything for me. And I'm like, oh, fuck. My <laughs> bank account's not really liking it. Yeah, and I'm yeah, just yeah. like, wait, this person really doesn't deserve this. But yeah. it's just like... And that's, like, a problem, too, on the other hand, because it's, like, you don't want to be that girl that's, like, oh, but I don't – and I don't want to feel like I owe anyone anything. So it's, like, oh, I need to be all independent. Whatever. I know. It's complicated. So it, complicated. It totally is complicated. Yeah. So there are a lot of myths also and taboos around sex toys, even – 
using them or enjoying them. It used to be believed, and still sometimes people believe that if they use one, that they're somehow lonely or desperate. What's your take on on sex toys in general? Honestly, there are nights that I'm like, you know what? Same effect from a sex toy, if not better. I'm in full control. I don't really feel like showering um, or dealing with anyone, whatever. Uh, definitely sometimes I'm like, damn, these sex toys are so good. Like, you can never need a guy again. But uh, there's definitely a difference between a human and a sex toy. But I think it is so important for you to be able to, like, know your body and for females to be able to give themselves that pleasure without needing a man or another female like whatever they're into you know but just to be able to do it on their own like I think that's an empowering thing yeah it's a great sense of autonomy and as you pointed out it's totally different to have like a really intimate experience with a human yeah versus getting off which sometimes you just want to yeah and it's interesting because studies have shown that people with vulvas do get off much faster masturbating yeah. because they know exactly what to do. And, and, you know, and the thing is, is if you're concerned about taking quote unquote too long, which I've heard from a lot of people to get to orgasm, toys are a really great way. If you do want to make it go a little bit faster. I mean, I don't think we should have shame around taking a while, but I also think that it's a beautiful accessory in the bedroom. Uh, Dr. Megan Fleming of greatlifegreatsex.com shared some of her favorite myths to debunk about sex toys. Ooh, I love this question. Um, you know, because there's so many myths, I think, that exist around sex toys um, and get in the way of people, you know, ultimately figuring out, as I often say, tools in the toolbox, right? What are the things that give you pleasure? Um, so I think the number one myth that I want to debunk is that idea or sort of this cultural narrative in any way, thinking that sex toys aren't natural or healthy. You know, I think that from my perspective, anything that promotes our sexual pleasure is absolutely natural and healthy. And, you know, I think we can think about sex toys as actual, in a sense, devices, or you could just think about even lubrication or um, whipped cream, like anything that enhances, I think, your sexual experience is something for every couple to give some consideration to, both individually and with your partner. You know, because we certainly know that two-thirds of women don't have orgasms alone. And so sex toys are a great way of increasing the stimulation that they need to reach that tipping point of orgasm, right? And to have more pleasure with their partners. And so, you know, the other piece I want to add to this question around the, you know, debunking the myth is also this idea that the toys will replace your partner. Um, and, you know, I, I've worked with some male clients over the years who in some ways have felt intimidated by toys or wanted to feel like they themselves were the ones quote unquote, giving their partner pleasure. And I think, again, it's such a limiting mindset and belief to think that if it's not your hands or your mouth, that you're not giving your partner pleasure. In fact, it's in the service of her pleasure that you realize because of her arousal response and her needing more stimulation than you can provide with your hand or your mouth and that you're, again, willing to use that tool in the toolbox to give her more pleasure. That's what's going to make you an amazing sexual partner. And Nothing replaces the feelings that you generate, right? The kissing, the touching, the caressing, the teasing, the anticipation. Only you can provide that experience and the interactive experience. And so 
I really want to say for any man and or woman who's listening that it's really important that we debunk this idea that a sex toy can in any way replace your partner. And I also want to refer to, um, there was a recent uh, survey by the Kinsey Institute where 45% of American men were using a vibrator in their partner sex at least once. And that one in 10 in the past month. And so I actually just want to put this out there as a challenge that, you know, I think those statistics are kind of low, right? In that knowing how toys can enhance pleasure um, for both partners, that is absolutely part and natural and healthy part of our feeling and experiencing um, the utmost in sensation and pleasure. So it's my challenge to anyone listening to go out there and experience and play with a sex toy, both with yourself and with your partner. And as I always say, would love to hear how that goes. Thank you so much, Dr. Megan. I love that she brought up, you know, that, uh, that it really can bring so much adventure to your relationship and there's no shame in it. It's interesting because another common myth is that they're only for gay guys or single women, which is so untrue. It's really crazy hearing that because my like high school boyfriend who I lost my virginity to bought me my first vibrator. But I'm glad I got to hear that quote. It was also just funny too because I was thinking like because I've used, you know, sex toys on my own when I'm with a guy who maybe I don't feel like they know the right things to do to me. I can take control because I know how to get myself off, you know. So it's a good educational tool. And I think it's really important for females or males or whoever's listening to, like, know their bodies so that they can enjoy, you know, the point of having sex is for both people, not just one. Yeah, absolutely. Really well said. One thing I really love about dildos is I think for anybody – if you are attracted to people with with a penis and you want to learn to have more pleasure or, or experience orgasm through PNV um, intercourse, yeah. which a lot of people struggle with, right? I think it's a really good way to practice that. Yeah. You know, because it's basically, yeah, it's like a prosthetic penis you can play with and try out different things. <laughs> yeah. And I like that not, I mean, a lot of them don't vibrate, right? I mean, sometimes they do, but a lot of times the actual ones shaped like a penis are just the, the yeah. like, it's just I a I mean, dildo, there's such a, a wide vibrating. variety, and especially yeah. now people are sending me, like, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's important, too, for people to, like, realize what they want, what they need, what they like, and try out a bunch of different things. But it's funny, I do have a friend who's, she's never been with a guy, and she's like, I just don't understand the penis. Like, And I was like, what would you change about it? Like, you know, even if there's, like, things that I don't like about a guy that I'm fucking or something, like, I've never really considered the shape of a dick being different. And, like, she just wanted to, she's like, yeah, I just say it the whole thing. And I was like, okay, like, I just never even thought about that because, like, to me, it's like, this is the shape, does good things, cool. Right, and um, everybody's just so different, yeah. just like vulvas and labia and all that yeah. stuff. There's no, like, one standard or no. anything. I read this meme that made me just really quiver because it's so, it could be dangerous. It said, anything is a dildo if you're brave enough, meaning, like, you can put any object, which is so dangerous. A lot of people Safety end first. up in the <laughs> ER every year because of putting different things in their vaginas oh, no. and their anus. So literally, I heard from someone who um, tried with a potato. There are a lot of different things. Whatever you read, please check it by a good resource because food can get stuck in there and ferment. You can get infections. Yeah. And there's so many good toys out there. Yeah. Well, even I was just in Iowa and I had this thing where I was like, 
I have to have sex in a cornfield in Iowa. Like, I was on a mission. Um, and I did it, and I definitely got a UTI because, like, you know, I was in a dirty cornfield. And, like, I also got straight on a plane after. Oh. And it's just, like, well, it's fine. Antibiotics, gone. It happens. Easy. It happens. But, like, one of those things where it's, like, you should be safe. And even with sex toys, like, clean them yes. off. And, you know, treat it like you would just because it's not a human doesn't mean that it's any cleaner and especially my art don't put that anywhere near your body there's glue and glitter and a lot of weird things <laughs> yeah absolutely thank you for pointing I have that had out. people message me being like can I use them and I'm like I would not advise I would not advise use it as inspiration maybe fantasize whatever you're into you know maybe use a condom but like I just wouldn't try yeah. Can't endorse that. Do you mind if I share just some of the titles? Because they're yeah, all I think really the sweet. Instagram captions are really like where. I'm on your Etsy page. Are those ones good? They are good, but you get the full. Etsy cuts you off on characters. Here, let me pull up. Okay, but... why don't you pull it up and, pull and up share a few of them? I'm looking. I really like the skin flute. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, it has an actual flute on it. Um, the good dick with a skeleton on it. He's like sitting so proper. Oh, That's yeah. Awesome. That one had, like, a little poem on it, actually. Oh, um, I thought about that one. one for a while. It was... I like the rainbow one. I know. I love that one. Really. I like all of them. It's, like, sad to part with them. But, yeah, the skeleton is here. Remember the terrible fate of the one who sat with parent temptation until it was too late, waiting for the perfect dick they died alone, a glowing reminder to act now and purchase adult arts and crafts to satisfy your home, like PSA. So um, you're a dick poet as well. You know, sometimes these rhymes, I know, I'm like, I'm adult Dr. Seuss. Like, what the fuck is this? Oh, it totally could be a Dr. Seuss image or, or like book series or something. I definitely have um, a coffee table book idea. And like, um, I put up a few graphics and I did like a survey and people, I was like, I don't know if people just want dildos and people like them. So I do draw a lot. And I think like those for like printouts are hanging yeah. on your wall. You know, someone yeah. who likes it, but maybe can't have a full totally. dildo on display yet there's Just, some really good messages too use yeah. protection and oh the pokemon one that's one of my favorites <laughs> it's and, like do you really want to catch them all with a condom on it yeah <laughs> and the the cock cakes are so awesome yeah i'm looking at one right here i feel like it needs to be just a standard part of my office it's very oh my cool. god i will like bring you a whole whatever you want we'll make a custom awesome would you tell me about your process so once you decide to make one do you base it on the dildo or do you come up with the idea first and then you yeah so like I said I probably have a list of you know more dicks than I have days of the year um and so I'll kind of get an idea and then sometimes I'll see the parts immediately sometimes I'll like be like, okay, this is a good, like, line, but I need to think about it. Um, I live in downtown L.A., like, in the fashion district, so it's literally, like, so many craft supplies. And, you know, I walk my dog every morning. Sometimes I'll see things and be like, oh, that would be a good dick. Um, so they all kind of come a little bit differently, but usually they all come a little bit differently, everything I say. Um, but they... Usually I'll have the idea of what I want it to fully look like when I start to actually make it. And until that, like, maybe I'll have the pieces and, like, it'll be on the list. But I have to, like, see the full vision in my head. Yeah. And how long does one take you to make? They really vary. Um, some of them it's sourcing the parts of, like, what I need and finding it at a miniature size or making it out of clay. Um, 
you know, different times with that. Uh, sometimes it's like, oh, I have this great idea, but what I need at a budget I can afford is coming from China. So in three months, you'll have it. Um, and yeah, some of them, it's like, I got to do this right now. And I do. Mm. So it's really all over the place. Like the trash one that I put up today, um, the little trash bags are actually made out of condoms. And like, there's a bunch of little like, you know, and that was never my plan. I'm looking around my house for like scraps of like glitter and art supplies that would look pretty. And then I'm like, oh my God, I should make condom trash bags like that makes perfect sense <laughs> so they all kind of have a different yeah process one leads to an- another mm-hmm. that's awesome when you are dating or hooking up with someone do you tell them about your dildo creations so the dildo creations have only been going on really for like a month or so um they're I've shared them on the internet so much it's like pretty obvious and if you're in my room you see them but I like you know <laughs> I'm 27 I'm like very career focused and uh a lot of the times with men I'm like I know you're not looking for something serious so like let's not even pretend like let's just say this what it is and I'm pretty like upfront because I'm a ridiculous person and like you either love it or hate it you know so like you get it all right away and you can decide what to do with it. Um, so I feel like the dildo art's probably not even the most ridiculous thing when with me. And um, it is funny, like any guy that walks into my apartment, whether I'm sleeping with them or not, like how they comment on the sizes of some of them. Um, I'm like, oh, you just told me exactly how big your dick is, you know? Um, and that is a new skill that I have. Like now I realize, like when I'm looking at men, I'm like, I know exactly what six inches, eight inches, seven inches, like I'm really good at measurements now. <laughs> you have to be, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, literally like sucking a dick. And I was like, fuck, this is a really good and bad superpower and you're imagining all like the decorations you could add yeah you know i'll let them i'm usually covered in glitter anyway it's often a uh comment of guys that sleep with me that they find glitter forever but like i just make their life more sparkly Mm. it's a good thing that is a very good thing yeah what is one of your biggest turn-ons honesty (laughs) what's a big turn off uh guys in relationships Guys in relationships mm-hmm. who want to be with you, you mean? I have so many. I don't know why, but there are so many guys, like, in my life that, you know, I've either known for a long time and we've slept together in the past or uh, I don't know what it is, but they're like, it's only you, which I never believe because it's not just me. But, like, you know, they're obviously in relationships or engaged and still think because I'm, like, I guess really – Like, Like I don't like drama, but, you know, and it's like, okay, I don't want to deal with your bullshit. So, like, no strings attached. Like, we don't talk about this. We fuck. It's done. Whatever. But, like, uh uh-uh, not people in relationships. I always attracted the opposite. I attracted people who, like, when I was really in my single, just having a lot of casual sex time it was always people who wanted like very serious relationships that was and I was like how what vibe am I giving off that like and I had to learn to have those conversations because I was assuming that they wanted casual sex because everyone told me that LA is just that way but not everybody is LA is weird man like it is weird and I think especially to being a female with a career who actually 
wants to do work and it's like I've been in a position where it's the opposite and like I'm scared that people are sleeping with me for a job because that's happened and um, I've had some crazy shit happen you know and you never want to think like that. When I was acting I had an experience where one of my agents wanted me to seem as though I was dating this other actor and it was the weirdest. They would say it without saying it exactly. And I was like, are you asking me to just be in like a paparazzi photo or something? And they were kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, I like, hear people say that shit all the time. And it is so disgusting yeah. to me. It's like, really, that's your strategy. Like, just be yourself and like do yeah. what you do. Like, do you want to be known as like someone's significant other and that's why your name is out there like I I had a guy living with me um and he had just moved here and like we were kind of together for a little bit and you know when we would go out to work events like I'd be like go mingle on your own because like you're new to this city and I don't want you to just be known as like my guy like you need to have like your own life you know Mm -hmm. um and I think independence is really important but it's also really sad that you know sexual relationships get then brought into the professional world and suddenly people talk about it and they think about it and they judge you for it and like that sucks and I would love for that to change I would love to be able to talk about you know to display dick art with fucking art that is you know, flowers art that, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but even flowers are all sexual undertones, you it's know. True. I mean, really, so, like, most art has maybe some, some like abstract, like, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, it's it would to just be the same thing as right. having blonde hair, having blue eyes, having you know, 10 siblings, like, whatever. It's just a fact of life that doesn't really affect anything except for give you a little bit more insight onto a person, yeah, yeah. Is that kind of one of the biggest messages you hope people take from your art or is it more about these are fun, you want people to display them? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I think when I first started it, it was funny. Uh, And then kind of the reactions I was getting, I was like, wow, this is like, you know, I've definitely been very outspoken about sexuality and like certain things. I mean, when I first moved here like four or five years ago I sent the same meme to like every single guy I've ever fucked and screenshot of their different reactions and put it on BuzzFeed like um you know so I've always kind of been like wait, 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 out wait, wait. there can you tell me a little bit more about this this is very interesting yeah it was on Valentine's Day and I sent like it was like a meme and it was like Valentine's Day is the one day you can legally trade sex for candy and like just screenshotted everyone's different reactions and put it on BuzzFeed and then like I was like, why are people scared of me? <laughs> like, Did you have after, their names on it? No, I took their names yeah. off and I just like put a little funny thing. It was probably a little bit mean, but like whatever. Sure, they, they felt it. They were um, like, but yeah, it. it was also like, it was all in good fun, you know, every year on Valentine's Day, like still. And it was a, a while ago, I'll get a few texts being like, no meme this year. And I'm like, I need to think of something better. Like, what's the next thing? Oh, I'm going to make them all into dildos. And then I was like, oh, that'd be kind of boring. None of them are that special. You're one of the only people in the world who'd be like, it's about dildos. That's kind of boring <laughs> because it's just a normal part of your daily life. Which is yeah, cool. I, I like think that. like living in L.A. and just like what you're exposed to. And I've always been a really open minded person. And like I hang around a lot of people that are really open minded, which I'm so grateful for, because whenever I travel, I'm like, wow, I live in such a 
bubble in L.A. and not like a sheltered bubble, but a bubble of acceptance and freedom. And I think that's so beautiful. Like everyone comes here to chase a dream with something they're passionate about. And it doesn't matter if it's like, you know, acting, whatever, but like people that are passionate about animals and like art forms that I've never heard of and comedy or writing or just anything and certain topics like everyone has something that they're giving up everything for so it really changes the way you interact and like accept and look at other people and I think that's amazing it's so true yeah everyone's coming here with some big dream and and oftentimes you come here and what you think you're dreaming about leads you to other things oh my god of course I mean I never thought I would be making dildo art you know I never thought I'd be girl boner central you know like that was not on my um radar at all but because everyone around here is also very creative and and the things that make us very kind of quote-unquote weird in our small towns other places we come here we're like oh it's all like misfits who want to make things it's cool yeah well I literally came to LA and everyone's like wow Jen you found a group of people that are literally all like you like that's crazy I was like I know it's so sick (laughs) um and granted, I don't think anyone is exactly like anyone, but just the mindset. Right. Um, and people really can grow in their individuality here. And also, like, because entertainment is so crazy and there's always weird shit going on, like, you know, arts and crafts. Like, I forgot how much I loved it. And then I was in situations where, like, we just needed things to look a certain way. And, like, I just started hot gluing shit. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh this is fun. And so it's kind of those situations that you never plan on that are like show you other skills that you have or things that you like to do. And I think it's so important because so many people are like, I went to college for this. This is what I'm going to do. I have to do it. And even if they're not happy, they feel like they're stuck in that. But for me, it's kind of like take every day and whatever comes at you, make the most of it and like figure out what you like from it and use that for the next day. Yeah, because we really do create whatever that next step is. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really inspiring. That That is probably inspiring a lot of people who see what you do and see the boldness of it, and they, they feel it's very brave. Do you feel brave? It's crazy. I get so many people that tell me, like, I inspire them because I'm so authentic and I'm so just, like, unapologetically me and that doesn't even seem like something that should be like rewarded because it seems like why the fuck would you want to be anyone else right and I think I've had situations where I've like toned things down and there's obviously a time and place for certain things in like work settings but at the end of the day like if you guys don't align it's never gonna work out so it's like I kind of put it all out there right away and if you can handle that then like cool we'll probably be friends and if you can't I'm saving, you know, some drama from later. And I'm also like, I give everyone a chance, you know. I never judge people because I think a lot of people are very misunderstood. And I think, like, if there's anything that people can take from that, it's like, go deeper. Like, you know, don't just make an assumption. If someone says something you don't agree with or something you think is so wrong, like, have a conversation with them because there's so many times or I've felt like someone is saying the most ridiculous thing and I'm like, no and then we have a conversation and I'm like okay I'm able to see your perspective I'm able to explain mine 
now we can at least agree on how our perspectives are different but understand where each other are coming from. Mm, I really like that and how you said we just never know what people are going through. Yeah. And trying not to judge is yeah. so important. Tell people where they can learn more about you or if they want to make a purchase. How can yeah, they? Yeah, of course. So adultartsandcrafts.com is the website. Um, Instagram is adultartsandcrafts. My website has the link to my Etsy. Um I get a lot of DMs for, like, custom orders, um, custom themes, gifts, and I'm always happy to work around and make those. Those are really fun. Um, And it's really – I've had people, like – Get the, I had this one lady get one for her mom and one for her daughter for her 18th birthday and like their family tradition is giving dick art and like I love it like I've talked to the coolest people so yeah feel free to reach out whenever um, I've had people like rent them you know for displays for bachelorette parties um, you can always do local pickup in LA I'm always happy to do like a crafting class with people pretty open to anything if someone wants dick art in their life we'll figure out a way to make it happen <laughs> that's awesome do you have any advice for a maybe an, an aspiring let me get this right this time decorator <laughs> someone who wants to create art that is maybe a little unconventional what's your top advice I mean if you have an idea and it's unconventional that sounds like the definition of art to me because art is about you know challenging and making statements and just like changing it up so if you have an idea fucking go for it do it and anything you do in life you're gonna get criticism so whatever you know that's all I can say to that it's like every time someone has told me I can't do something I've done it and that's probably also a bad way because now I'm like I have to prove to them and like you know but people don't know what's in your heart and what you're capable of so if something feels like it's the right thing to do and you're not harming anyone do it Brilliant advice. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for having me. And if you're enjoying Girl Boner Radio, please hit subscribe if you haven't and leave us a rating and review. Thank you so much for listening and have a beautiful Girl Boner Embracing Week. Girl Boner Radio is owned, operated, and executively produced by me, August McLaughlin, with technical producer and audio extraordinaire, Mackenzie Mazel, as part of the Period Podcast Network, an affiliate of Starburns Industries. Learn more about the Girl Boner podcast, brand, movement, and book series at girlboner.org and more about Period at periodnetwork.com.